If you have a copy of God's Word, I want to invite you to turn with me to a couple of passages. Number one would be 2 Kings chapter number 20. And also, if you have a copy of God's Word, I want you to turn to Psalm chapter 116. I want to give you a word of encouragement today. I want to give you a word of inspiration. We need this during this time. I know I need it for myself, and the songs that we've sung together uh, have just done so much for my heart. We hear so much discouraging news out there on social media and on the screen, whether whether you're looking at a laptop or TV station uh, screen right now. It's so discouraging. Uh, It's almost like there's no hope, but I want to tell you that there's hope in the name of Jesus. There's nothing impossible with our great God and King. And so if you would, just for a few moments today, allow God to tend to your heart. Would you allow God to minister to you right there where you sit today? And I pray that after this time, you will say it was good to be connected today with our faith family. In our passages today that I want to share with you, I thought, what does God want to say? What does God want to say to us? And man, there's, my mind was flooded about an instance about uh, a man, and there's a story called uh, um, a man by the name of Hezekiah in the Old Testament. And Hezekiah was a king of, of Israel uh, back in the Old Testament, and he was very sick. And the Bible tells us that he, he lay on his bed near death. And there was a prophet named Isaiah that came to him. And Isaiah had a very troubling message for Hezekiah. Isaiah said, dear king, set your house in order. And who wants to hear those words? Because we know what's going to follow. Because you will not live, you will die. And at that, the prophet of God turned away and walked out of his palace. And the Bible tells us that Hezekiah, he turned his face to the wall. Probably his bed was up against the wall. And he turned his face away from his servants, couldn't see him, and just turned his face. He couldn't probably move. He's laying on his back. And he cried out, Oh, Lord, remember me. And it tells us a little bit what he said in Second Kings chapter number 20. If you go down and look at it, and this is the story. Verse 1, In those days Hezekiah was sick and near death. And Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos, went to him and said to him, Thus says the Lord, Set your house in order, for you shall die and not live. Then he turned his face toward the wall and prayed to the Lord, saying, Remember me, O Lord, I pray, how I have walked before you in truth and with, loyal, and with a loyal heart and have done what was good in your sight. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. And it happened before Isaiah had gone out into the middle court that the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Return and tell Hezekiah, the leader of my people, Thus says the Lord, the God of David, your fathers, I have heard your prayer. I have seen your tears, and surely I will heal you. And the Bible tells us that God added 15 years to that man's life. He also protected him from an Assyrian army, and not only him, but the entire city, because God answers prayer. And that's what I want to get into our hearts today, that God answers prayer. God answers prayer. There's nothing more important, ladies and gentlemen, than you and I talking to God. It's, not, it's, it's more important than you talking to your doctor. It's more important, listen to me, than talking to your politicians and to your government leaders. It's more important than talking to your closest relative and loved one. 
It is the most important thing you and I can do is talk to God. Why is that? Because God answers prayer. He is powerful. And because he's powerful, he's able to change things. Prayer is powerful. Prayer is life-changing. Why? Because, I think you have it, God answers prayer. And listen to me. If you can't settle that in your heart, then the fact that God answers prayer, then that's going to hinder your praying. You won't pray because there will be doubt. The Bible says in the book of James that, that don't even pray if you have doubt. And I'm going to ask you to engage with me and to engage with everyone that's watching during this time and pray to God. If he can answer a dying king's prayer, then surely to goodness he can answer the prayer of the church. God has not changed. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He has not changed. So if he can heal a man and give him 15 years, and he can destroy an army, as we read later on in that same passage, of 186,000 trained soldiers of an Assyrian army by sending one angel, then my goodness, he can hear our prayers. He hears our prayers. Hezekiah later wrote, after he got better, a song, and that is recorded for us in the Bible. And if you have a copy of God's Word, I want you to flip over to Psalm 116. Listen to what Hezekiah wrote in, in after, after the fact, hindsight. Now, this is what he says in verse number 1. I love the Lord because he has heard my voice and my supplication. You know what, you know what I, Hezekiah is saying here? He's saying that, that God heard my cry. He heard me from the very core of who I am. Have there ever been times when you tried to talk to God and you just didn't know how to express it? Maybe you're one that has not talked to God. And I want to encourage you to do that. Call upon him. He will hear you. And that's what Hezekiah did. He says, I love the Lord because he heard my cry. He heard my prayer. And when you come to God, I want to tell you something. He hears you. He hears me. Whether you pray it audibly or whether you pray it silently, it doesn't matter. So don't get up hung up on this thing of whether I should pray aloud or whether I should pray silent and whisper it. I want to tell you that God hears you. Now, although most of the prayers in the Bible were audible, about, probably about 90 to 95% of them were audible, but I don't think that, that God limits that to us. I think methods of prayer are, are, uh, are myriad. They're, they're, they're many. God hears you if you're on your knees. God hears you if you're in your seat. God hears you if you're, if you're in your car. God hears you right now sitting here watching this. He hears you. Your position, body position, does not matter. The main thing is that you talk to God. And here's what he said. He says, because... He has inclined his ear to me. You know what comes into my mind when I read that little phrase there in the Bible that Hezekiah said, God inclined his ear to me? That means to, that, that literally means, the word inclined literally means to, to lean into or to, to bow down. He loves to hear you talk to him. Don't, don't just try to figure out your way out of what you're experiencing. You talk to God. He has a, a better way of handling things than we would ever dream or imagine. 
And this is what Hezekiah said, finishing up there in verse number two, if you want to look at it with me. Therefore, I will call upon him as long as I live. Ever since he got healed from that disease, guess what he said? I'm going to call upon him. That means pray. That's exactly what it means. He says, I'm going to pray to him as long as I, I, I live. I want to ask you something this morning. Have you, had, uh, have you had a prayer before God that you've had answered? I'm telling you, I have. I have had prayer in my life that I have had answered. Uh, and here's the, here's the point, that God answers prayer. We already said that, but I want to add this to it. God answers prayer even if you and I cannot see it. When you and I pray, and we're going to pray here just in a moment together, and I want to do it as a body. You know what? The testimony is going to be God answers prayer. I believe that. When I pray to a God that I cannot hear, that, that I have never seen him, I have never touched him, when I pray, it takes faith. And so what I do is I close my eyes and I try to focus in on my petition, my requests to this invisible God that I'm praying to. The Bible tells us about who he is and what he has done, but again, I have never touched him, heard him, or seen him. And so what I do in my asking is all based upon faith. And this is what Hezekiah continued to write down in his song to the Lord. Look at it down in verse number three with me. He says, the pains of death surround me and the pains of Sheol, that's the grave, laid hold of me. I found trouble and sorrow. Then I called upon the name of the Lord. O Lord, I implore you, deliver my soul. So he's actually telling you a little bit about his prayer, isn't he? Keep going. Gracious is the Lord and righteous. Yes, our God is merciful. Underline that if you're capable of doing that this morning. Our Lord preserves the simple. I was brought low and he saved me. Listen, listen. God is interested in you. Let me say it again. God is interested in you. The Bible says that God is merciful. God is kind. God is good. God is righteous. Now listen, you have to settle that in your heart. God is not this type of figment of our imagination that we think that, that he is in heaven, distanced from us. He's, he's somehow maybe created this world and the universe, and now he's stepped back from his creation, and he has let us fend for ourselves. That is not our God saying basically, good luck. You, you guys and gals take care of yourself. That's not the God I serve. Our God interferes in the affairs of mankind. And I believe that God has not changed. That's why I gave you these verses today. Settle it in your heart. Ask God to help you. Ask God for big things. God answers prayer when you cannot see it or when you don't even realize it. He's working. God is always working. So you know what? What replaced my fear and what replaced my, um, my apprehension in my life? Do you know what was replaced immediately? Joy and rest. I could actually rest. How many of you are getting rest? Or is it always in something in the back of your mind at this moment? Oh, I'm telling you, God can give you rest. God can give you peace if you'll trust him. 
Lastly, and Hezekiah finished out like this, and I want to read it for you, verse number 7. Return to your rest, O my soul, for the Lord has dealt bountifully with you. For you have delivered my soul from death, my eyes from tears, and my feet from falling. I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. Isn't that wonderful? Look at that last sentence. I believed, and therefore I spoke. I am greatly afflicted. You know, that same phrase there, I believed, and therefore I spoke, is carried over in the New Testament by, uh, by a man named Paul, who, wrote, who God used to write most of the New Testament. It's found in 2 Corinthians chapter number 4, verse number 13. And this is what it says. And since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke, then Paul says, we also believe and therefore speak. Now listen. When you pray, and I want to have us pray here just in a moment. When you pray, you have to speak it. Right now, if you would gather your children together, right now, if you would get your, get your, get your spouse, maybe you're there by yourself. God love you, and you're doing the best you can. Right now, just focus in here with me, because more importantly than hearing me, more importantly than you singing and listening and being inspired, more importantly is what? Is praying. Why? What's the title of the message? Because God answers prayer. So will you pray? Right now, would you just bow your head? Listen to me, but bow your head. And if you need to close your eyes right there, get the kids settled down, turn the TV off, get things quiet down because there's nothing more important than this. And I want you to pray. There are so many things that we are to pray for, especially during this time. We kind of tapped on it a little bit in the first hour. But if you didn't tune into us, I want to tell you there's so many things. You can pray for people being affected by this virus. You can pray for our nation's leaders that they would do the right thing. You can pray for those health and care workers out there who are in the marketplace, who are out there in it right now, that they would be safe and they would, they would be the hands of Jesus in this regard, in this matter. You can pray for Bible-believing churches that they would have the courage to meet and maybe even sound forth the gospel through, through the Internet like this. You would pray for folks that would get out and about and minister to others, even though there may be a threat or a possibility of that virus. I pray, I'm not asking you to go out and take a risk of your life, but I am asking you just to be faith-filled and not live in doubt, not live in apprehension, not live as though there's a contagion there and, and the world is coming to an end. Believe me, God is still on the throne. God is still powerful, and God can do things where men can't. Now, it may be that God uses scientists. Absolutely. Many times we find in the Bible where God uses people to accomplish his will. So let's pray for scientists. Let's pray for the medical field. Maybe he will use them in this endeavor, but never forget to give God the ultimate glory. To God be the glory, not to man.